1: um, so you guys, I interviewed Travis in the room a couple of weeks ago, and we had, Glenn had an interview that day, so our segment got a little bit cut short, and we had a lot of questions for him. So I'm excited to bring him back on this Friday, and what we're going to be doing is letting him kind of reintroduce himself and talk about social media and what he does, and then today really give him an opportunity to hear from you guys and answer questions. So uh, just a little bit about Travis, just so you guys know who he is. His name is Travis Bleeds, and he's the CEO of Innerlight Media, and Innerlight Media is an impact-driven social media marketing agency that has been helping some of the biggest online influencers and entrepreneurs and brands, some of the biggest brands, tell really powerful and life-affirming messages to literally hundreds of millions of people. And what I love about Travis is is he's a guy who, I'll let him tell his story again, he came from, let's just say, quote-unquote, harder times. (laughs) And he had uh, background and challenges and all of the things that we could have, he could have, we could have looked at him and been like, "How did you do that? You'll never do that." He could have looked at himself and said, "There's no way," and uh, he he stepped up and he he cliche changed his life. So he he has a belief that even when you have your own struggles and experiences such as, you know, his, and I'll let him speak again, is extreme poverty. And he was actually homeless and lived in children's shelters. He never met his father. He was in prison for several years. These challenges actually shifted his life to allow him and give him the opportunity to become who he is. And I, I love this because I've been I've been going through myself and some of you, if you've been in my rooms or been on the app with me in other rooms, you've probably been hearing a little bit about my journey over the last month or so. I've been in business for the last decade and I have done a ton of this new business that I'm in. I guess it's not new if it's 10 years, but Mm -hmm. uh, this is my third career. (laughs) I originally was a corporate bankruptcy attorney turned Pilates and yoga teacher and now I'm a digital entrepreneur, course creator and have an essential oil business in the network marketing arena globally around the world. And when I first got started, uh, I also believe I I had this belief that, you know, I I don't know if I can do it. And uh, I don't know if I can shift and who am I to start over at this age. And I've been going through my own journey with personal development and leadership development over the last decade. But recently I, I put myself in, I enrolled in a brand new leadership program, which I've been immersed in literally like two, three, four days a week, 13 hours a day for the last month and one of the things that i have been learning is that and we all know this it's just that sometimes it lands a different way sometimes it hits you a different way but that every single thing that happens to you and it doesn't have to be a massive adversity like you know being thrown in prison but everything that happens to you is happening for you and what we we have we, each of us have an opportunity to look at every event in our life like let's just say you oversleep and your you know your alarm doesn't go off and then you're late for whatever you're late for or you're sitting in traffic or somebody hits your car or somebody happens something happens with your kid or somebody texts you a message and it and it lands the wrong way and you get triggered every single thing that is coming into your world is happening to you because you sourced it because you asked for it you subconsciously asked for it for a reason sometimes you're asking for it because you wanna expand. Sometimes you're asking for it, like, I wanna make the first million dollars in my business, and it's a clear message, and you wanna expand. You want growth, and you're ready for it. Sometimes you're asking for shit that doesn't seem like it's fair, (laughs) but you're asking for it, you're sourcing for it, and the universe is giving it to you for a reason to help you navigate every step of the path that you need to walk on to move farther along that journey that you're set on. So I'm happy to introduce Travis. Travis, will you say hi and just give us a little bit of your story before we go ahead and dive into questions again?
2: Yeah, hi, thank you so much, Haley, uh, for that introduction and telling us a little bit about your story. Um, I definitely didn't know um, that you had those careers. So that that's definitely an interesting tidbit of information. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody's having a, amazing morning this morning um my name is travis believes um yeah and i um you know really uh began my journey um early on i'm really not understanding uh, um you know myself and, and what i was really here for right what i was really made for right what what i was put on this earth for um and it took me a while to really understand what i was here for I think, ultimately, um, we all have a responsibility to not only, um, you know, really know what we're here for, but to use our gifts in the best way possible to help evolve humanity. Um, I, I genuinely believe everybody has a responsibility to do that. Um, and I think when we don't do that, the, the you know, I was listening to Haley speak that, hey, she was saying that perhaps sometimes she thought that maybe it was too late to start over. And I, I just want to say it's never too late to start over. It doesn't matter what age um, that you are. At the end of the day, if you if you don't feel like you're living your fullest self, your best self, if you don't feel like that you're living uh, up to your potential or utilizing everything you have, um, then it's never too late to start over. Um, at the end of this life, you definitely want to be able to say you gave it all. Uh, you know, regret is the number one thing. Um, people, um, on their deathbeds, uh,
3: Robin is just going to aggravate her. She's not, she just going to tell the,
1: the, can call the office. She is the office. Can he talk to, we have a hot mic. You guys,
3: so,
1: we have a hot mic. Is that you, Jennifer?
3: I took okay. care of it.
1: Thank you.
2: Yeah. Um, so, um. Yeah, so regret is the number one thing that people have um, on their deathbed. And I genuinely believe that not only um, the reason that is, is because um, each of us have a purpose, but um, most of the time we're, we're usually living our life in a way that we think is trying to impress others. But when we do that, uh, we're not really living up to the life that that we're supposed to. So anyway, um, my name is Travis and I, I just hopefully um, you know the, the the things I've experienced can can help somebody and it doesn't have to help everybody, but hopefully somebody um, to really not only want to push more um, into to, into being themselves, but most importantly um, wanna live their full potential um, and really live a life of of passion and purpose. Um, and, and one of grace, one of mercy, and most importantly, uh, one of power, you know, and freedom. So anyway, this is Travis and, and I'm here for it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that you were here a couple of weeks ago and I'm not sure that every single person that is here now was in that room before. So just share with us a little bit of your story, if you could.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I come from St. Louis, Missouri, um, and, um, early on, you know, um, in my life, um, you know I, I, I never met my dad. Um, you know my mother was on drugs um, and, and um, was in extreme poverty you know um, we didn't have a stable place to stay you know I'm 36 years old, so I grew up in the eighties um, and what happened was um, you know we we lived place to place, um, never had a steady place to live and then eventually I grew up in children's homes. Um, me I have six brothers and sisters. Right. And um, what happened was, you know, my mother left us um, for days and then somebody, you know, I was eight years old at the time and somebody uh, came to our house and saw that we was by ourselves. And, um, you know, they they called uh, the state on us and we eventually went to a state facility um and during that time uh living uh with different places and things like that and ended up going on my own at 17 years old in in in, in missouri um when you're with the state they have what you call emancipation at 18 years old where the state no longer takes care of you you have to kind of like live on your own um and by the time i hit 18 years old and living on my own Um, I still was being influenced by other people around me, things like that. Just kind of imagine, you know, living in facilities with a bunch of other poor people, a bunch of other people and, you know, extreme situations. It's actually not a healthy environment at all. Uh, I, sometimes I wonder like what made them think that's like a positive environment for people to kind of grow up in, you know, you grow up, you know, really trying to, uh, you know, escape this idea of you know, how, how do I look cool? How to be how do how do I impress others like you just grew up in those environments just thinking that that's what you're supposed to do and Anyway, um, I ended up going to jail, right? I ended up going to jail for for robbery and um You know, because I was on my own at 18 years old didn't really have any support didn't have really any help um, you know, and you know, I, I it was at that time where I realized that um in jail that all of us are wearing a mask right you know we're, we're trying to really uh you know we're, we're not really being ourselves right we're not living up to our potential we're not using our gifts for the right reason at least um you know we all you know and i've seen 40 50 year old men with this same mask on trying to impress others trying to show how tough they are trying to you know you know have this impression on other people um and, and it all come down to the fact that we don't not only see value in ourselves, but because we don't see value in ourselves, we don't see value in each other, you know? And because we don't see value in ourselves and we don't see value in each other, we're not living up to our potential. We're, we're not doing the right thing. And I saw it. It's like I saw it immediately. It's almost like the matrix. You know, I came in and I was like, yo, what What am I doing? What is this? What, why am I here? Why am I allowing myself to be dictated? what other people thought about me and so i really studied myself and what and what drove me and what drove humans you know um and and while i was here and i realized that you know we all want to be happy you know we all want to feel valued we all want to feel like we're contributing right to to humanity in some type of way to to whatever group that that you know um that gives us our our emotional gratification right that contributes to us emotionally right we want to We want to feel connected to that and and i realized the best way to do that is to be of value and the best way to be of value is to really understand your gifts um and and how to help people improve and evolve that's the best way right um and when you do that you know not only can you will you be happy internally but you also help others be happy you know in turn and You know, it's just like it, it became so obvious to me at that point. And so once I got out of jail I ended up meeting up with a guy named prince e Um, some of you guys may be familiar with him prince. E is a is a is a viral motivational speaker um, you know, he does a Lot of work in terms of creating viral videos at the time. He was a rapper. He was a positive rapper at the time and um, me and him at that time we spent like almost every waking day trying to figure out how to go viral, how to, uh, you know, how do we, you know, how, how, how do we impact people, um, on a grand scale? Um, and he had this philosophy because I used to try to get him to do shows and TV shows, I mean, not TV shows, but, uh, like clubs, like go to clubs and do shows like that. And he used to always say, why should I do a show and almost uh, impact you know, perhaps a thousand people. When I could do something online and impact a hundred thousand people, and I used to never forget that. It's like, yo, that's that's a good point. So we just continue to make, um, you know, just come up with ideas and, and strategies on how to go viral um, online. And then uh, in 2014, we we did it. You know, it went 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 really viral. Um, you know, had a video reach a hundred million views. Um, and then we released another and that one got like a hundred million views. And then it just, it just wouldn't stop, you know, just from 2014, it wouldn't stop. Um, and you know, it was, you know, from there, I, I um, uh, a couple of other people reached out like, uh, you know, Jay Shetty and, 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 um, Lewis Howes and, uh, Tom Bilyeu and and a bunch of other entrepreneurs that would reach out because, you know. You know, Prince, he is you know, you know super viral people are like want to know what's the secret like what's the sauce? Like how are you doing this? And so, you know, once a bunch of other people started reaching out and I was helping helping other people um, I just started to make a, a business out of it create in a light medium like, you know what? Let's uh, let me let me take this. Let me take this further. So I've worked with a ton of entrepreneurs in terms of how to um, you know, really brand yourself on social media, how to gain uh, uh traction, how to build a community, what it takes uh to create uh virality and just to be a successful uh person on social media. And that's what I do now. I really I really found um you know my passion and my purpose um and really helping other people fulfill not only uh what they want to do um online and, and, and business wise but most importantly really understanding how they can use their gifts to impact others in the best way possible. Um, and I've been doing that for a few years now. So, um, and I really love it. So anyway, this is Travis and I'm I'm Dusty.
1: So Travis, I want to talk about, and you guys, if you've got questions for Travis, go ahead and raise your hand. If you have like literally he's here today because the last time we brought him in, we had so many questions, but our time was limited. So if you literally want to get in front of him, Go ahead and raise your hand and we'll bring you up to ask a question, but let's talk about creating a a brand for a second, because I think this is hot right now. And I actually got, I was on an interview myself yesterday about building a brand and I was asked, you know, when did I start building a brand and why did I do it? And it was about 10 years ago. I, I got involved in network marketing and I knew I didn't want to be my product. I Hated the idea of pushing a product versus pushing a, or introducing, I should say, a lifestyle to people and building a community of people who not just know, like, and trust, but actually love and trust me. And I do believe that the brands these days, in my opinion, are all about creating that authenticity and trust. And when we are um, connecting with people in that very authentic way. People are are making choices. They're making lifestyle choices based on decisions that they recognize. People they consider influencers are are choosing first. So we've got a hot mic. So if somebody cannot mute, that, mute up, that'd be great. So uh, a lot of people are creating personal brands these days. Whether you know it or not, you probably have a personal brand. And if you are if you're in the know about you know what people are coming to you for on a regular adv- or on a regular basis maybe it's relationship advice maybe it's career tips maybe it's recipes i don't know maybe it's like gossip on what's happening on bachelor in paradise i don't know <laughs> whatever think about that as your personal brand it's your reputation it's your street cred. it's how you roll and i'm sure that you have a lot to say on that travis um you know like I've, here's an example i'll give you this isn't even a personal brand but it still relates to having a brand how many of you guys know the, the clothing brand Viore? They've been around for a while. They're getting super hot right now. They have a local flagship store in Encinitas right where I live. David, you're probably wearing them right now. Um, and then we just opened another one here in Boulder, Colorado. And they're known for, and you've probably seen their ads all over Instagram, the most, and I kid you not, I have them in every color, comfy joggers on the planet. No joke, they are. And they have—I mean, that's what their brand is—and they've got this whole message behind that, and particular quote-unquote skill sets that they're known for. So, do you want to dive into that a little bit, Travis? And again, raise your hand, and I'll bring you guys up to ask him questions while while he's speaking again.
2: Uh, Diving into the the uh, the idea of branding, yeah, okay. like what, yeah. like
1: you know, you talked about that you left your last. Um, you left off talking about building personal brands, for people yep. building yep. brands for people, helping people go b- viral with the idea yep. of branding. And I think there are a couple secrets. Yeah. to building a brand. And also, for those of you on the stage, actually we'll we'll do that too. For, too. for those of you on the stage who have a question for um Travis, blink your mic. I'm going to probably be reaching out to you next. Go ahead, Travis.
2: Yeah. So, um here's it's so interesting that you say that. Um because at first There was a point of time where I thought that personal branding um, was when you put yourself out there, right? Like, oh, yo, you you know, you have to put yourself out there. Um, But actually, everybody already has a personal brand. You just don't know it yet, right? You know, so a lot of people um, don't realize that that your name, right? How you build your name, right? And what, what your name means when somebody says your name, the things that they think about, that is your personal brand. Everybody's already been in a personal brand. The question is what does your personal brand say, right? What what do people say when they say your name, right? What what do people think when they say your name? What do people feel when they say your name? That's your personal brand. And so what we have to be conscientious about is what do we want people to think not only in person, but also online? Right. How do we make that? uh, That one right because you know you know we, we we initially grew up thinking that hey you could be one way here and then one way there and yeah sure you can if you want to but is that what's best and what we found um or at least i have found um working with so many other people is there is nothing more positive and beneficial um and impactful than having a personal brand that is not only authentically yourself and authentically what you want to, uh, you know, who you uh, uh, genuinely are, uh, but most importantly reflects what you actually want to do. Haley was speaking about earlier, um, you know, she, she was doing several different things before she really found out, you know, what she really wanted to do. Same thing with me early on. Um, I didn't know who I was, I had on a mask. And what I realized is more people, even when I was in jail, um, and I and I knew people had on a mask in jail There are more people Mentally in jail outside of jail than there are people in physical jail and when I realized that I realized that what people are missing out on is Genuinely being their selves and therefore because of that um, The world is missing out on people that can actually have an impact on other people's lives to help humanity for the better Right, just think about this for the second, right? If you're not living your best self, then you're actually doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but to humanity, right? If you're not doing what you're here to do, what you're supposed to be doing, then you're doing a disservice. If you've got these ideas in your mind and these things that you want to do, then you're doing a disservice. So the importance of building that personal brand really comes down to who do you want to be, not only for yourself, but for the world, right? What do you want people to think when they think about your name, right? This is what living with integrity um, really is about, living with authenticity is about. Um, and that integrity is a big piece for me. And it's a big piece for me because early on when I learned, you really do reap what you sow, right? When I was out doing different things to, you know, impress people or whatever the case may be, and you know, I was out robbing people, Um when I was out there doing that type of stuff, I thought I was, okay, I need to survive and I need to get it by any means necessary. But when I realized that even when I was doing that, right, and the, and the harm I was causing people, right, and, and me not living with myself, I realized the amount of karma that was coming back on me. So, when I realized when you're, when you're living with integrity, right, even if you're not super skillful when you're living with integrity what happens is people want to be around you people will like you your name will have a positive reputation and that alone will cause you to have a good reputation a good personal brand right and so not only will people want to be around you but you have a positive impact on people's lives and so therefore whatever you want to do whatever gifts you have whatever talents you have will have a positive impact on other people and that will come back on you so For me, um, that was the key piece for me when it comes to having a personal brand to have an impact on on people's lives was really understanding um, integrity and authenticity.
1: You know, one of the things that you said that really stood out to me was that you have a message and you're doing people a disservice if you're not really being you. And I think that there are so many people out there these days that actually don't believe that they have a message. They're saying things to themselves like, why me? Or I'm not important. Or I've got nothing significant to say. Or I haven't lived the big life. Or, you know, there's nothing about me that's really important. Did any of that ever go through your mind yourself?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's so funny that you say that, right? So, um because I come from where I come from, right, I never actually thought my story was, like, like unique, right? I I know so many stories that are way worse than mine, so I was like, I never thought I was, like, special. Because, again, I told you I was living in a children's home, and to be clear, I lived in a bunch of different children's homes, you know, because when you're, you know, just to kind of give a, you know, <laughs> kind of how messed up these systems are, you can you can go inside of a children's home where it might be, like, you know, there's, you might be 100 people there and they might have to send you to another one like you, because they don't have enough space, right? Or, or they might have to send you to another one because of fun, they lack the funding you know, or they have the downs. Like, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. So you get, I ended up going to like several different children's homes. And so I like know stories of, you guys heard my stories. Listen, I know stories of, of people that was getting, and I, by the way, this is a trigger warning for anybody. So you know, if, if you don't want to, you know, listen, just understand it's just a trigger warning. I, there was stories of people being, you know, molested by their own parents. It was stories of people, uh, you know, being abused by their own parents in a sense that, uh, you know, sexually and, you know, and I'm talking, I'm, and then you, you think of some of these stories you're like, yo, what is going on? So I never thought that my story was this crazy, crazy story until, you know, I really, kind of like when I started getting off into this entrepreneurial world, and I, I would, I would hear people tell, you know, say a story, and then they were like, oh, you know, I was this, and I was that, and then I'd be like, huh, like that, that ain't really home. Just because you did, like they would say it was homeless, and what you really find out was, oh, they just, you know, didn't have their own place. You know, they was, they was living with their parents, and I'm like, yo, what? Like, that's not really homeless, bro. Like, homeless is, like, not having a place to go. I was sleeping out on the street. <laughs> so I started, when I started, I was like, yo, okay, I did, I guess my story isn't normal. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't until I really started to understand, um, a little bit more about, um, what's out there that I realized that, yo, you know, my, my story needs to be told. My story is unique, you know, and... You know, we all learn this beautiful tapestry of life called, to you know, together to where if, you know, people need to know where I where I come from, you know, that they can do it, too. You know, and that is our story. Every single body has a personal journey and every single body is. You know has a story that can connect to somebody like people. There's a lot of people that cannot connect to my story But there's a lot of people that can connect to my story And so I need to reach out to those people those people that can connect to my story is the people that I need to speak to I cannot speak for everybody. I'll never be to speak for everybody and it's the same thing for everybody else Nobody can speak for everybody, but you can speak for somebody and that is when I realized Okay, I, I do need to tell my story. I need to help people understand that they can overcome this or they can do this and they can do that. And so once I realized that, I realized that everybody's story is connected to somebody else. Like whether they, they're they going to be able to connect to your story of struggle, they're going to be able to connect to your story of sacrifice, they're going to be able to connect to your story of whatever, it doesn't matter, being an immigrant, or they might be able to connect to your story of even coming from you know a life of uh, of affluence right and then you know not really how to deal with that everybody has a story that somebody can connect to um and i and i realized that right and so once i realized that i'm like okay i need to help other people tell their story so anyway yeah everybody has a story right and then that story connects to somebody else somebody needs to hear that to help them selves become the best version of themselves so um yeah
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, gosh, a powerful statement here. All right, you guys, blink your blink your mics right now. I brought some people up, and I know there's some people on the stage here. Some of you asked to come up, and some of you guys are on the stage here and had some questions for Travis. So before I continue to ask him questions, and I've got many, I can keep going. Blink your mic if you would like to be heard. Anybody. If not, I'm going to bring everybody down that I just brought up who raised their hands. Is there this anybody is on Rao. the stage? Please bring, blink your mic. I see Dr. Roe Don't Haley. shout out. Just blink your mic. Angel, did you want to go ahead and chime in? And then, Suki, you can go next. Oh,
3: God. Sure, thank you so much. This is Angel. I just wanted to ask, um, because I get asked this question a lot myself, how much
1: is too much to share when you're building your personal brand?
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I actually get that question a lot. Um, And I always tell people the amount that you should share, the amount you should be vulnerable about is have you learned the lesson? Um, If you have learned the lesson and people can gain value from it, then you can share it, you know? If you have not learned the lesson, if you have not overcome it, if you have if you don't know the lesson yet, then it's probably wise not to share it. Um because you're not necessarily sure exactly you're not gonna be able to help people overcome it. It's all should always be a teachable moment. Should always be a way how do you give value to somebody else to where they can understand it, right? So if it's if it's a teachable moment, um if you know the lesson um that you wanna drive, if you know um you know how it can help actually build somebody up then you can share it that's that's pretty much the barometer that i use
1: love it thank you so much awesome answer no problem hey suki do you want to ask a question and then
3: dr and <laughs> you can go next yes first i want to thank everybody because um, this is probably the most this is god blessed this is probably the most important thing travis I've been listening to you people for a very long time, and what you said, said today was incredible. Um, I'm Dr. Suki Stone, and I was born with a paralysis. And I don't know where it came from, but I lived without my belief in God until I um, was about, I didn't walk until I was 11. I was unable to walk. and. Uh, I didn't know why I was here, and I found out um, my big story is that I am here to uh, eradicate illiteracy in this country. I just finished a new brand with a very, very special man, and my question is, um, how do I become Coca-Cola? What he wants to do for me is Anybody that hears Dr. Suki Stone in the country, um, they think of literacy. I created the program to teach dyslexic children and adults to read in 14 days or less. And I wanna make every child who has not had the opportunity to read become an entrepreneur. And it's the most amazing thing. I have big, big, huge, huge, huge goals and I need to find out how to get that big brand. So every child who hasn't had the opportunity to become a proficient reader can not only read and make decisions for themselves, but can become their own entrepreneurs.
2: Wow, so first off, let me say this, Um, shout out to you for coming on the stage and sharing um, that, because even in that small bit that you shared, um really inspired me it's interesting that you even you said that because you know when i was growing up in group homes that was actually one of the biggest problems so a lot of these kids when you know me growing up in group homes a lot of these these group homes have their own school right that kids have to go to and these schools are wildly inadequate um so people would drop out people would run away Um, and so a lot of these kids that would ended up, end up in jail were like really illiterate. Um, you know, they couldn't read past a certain grade level. Um, and so that, that was, that was always a big thing. So first off, I want to say, I I fully support your vision and your dream. Um, I think it's amazing. Um, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, but to answer your question. Um, how do you cre- basically create a, a, a larger brand? How do you uh, um, do that? So it always comes down to um, number one. I always tell people you, know, you have to you have to visualize, right? You got to know where you're going. You can't if you don't know where you're going, you can't. You'll never be able to get there, right? You gotta you gotta visualize really where you want to go, um, what you want to do, how you want to do it, right? So you, so so it's very important to be a visionary, right? Um, And so that's that's step number one. Number two, my particular skill set and expertise is in social media specifically. So my answer is going to be surrounded around social media. Um, In my opinion, I think what you're um, the topic that you're talking about is definitely something that needs to be expanded upon um, a lot. I don't know any brands right now that's large on social media that speak specifically to that so in my personal opinion i think there is a large market for it there's a large market for people understanding what it means to be literally especially considering the pandemic just think about how many kids now are probably homeschooling think about how many kids now i mean parents um you know have to deal with that homeschooling or have to deal with kind of like teaching their kids and things like that ones that they don't want to and i think ultimately uh, what you could do and Um, especially on social media is the importance, right? I I can guarantee you nobody Probably most of the people even on the stage, right is even familiar with the uh, the literacy rate in america Like I don't even know what that is right now. I don't know what the literacy rate is in america Um, but I bet you may know that you probably know that you see what i'm saying I don't know how many people in what particular grade Uh, uh can and can't read but this is something that you probably know, right? I don't know. Right. I don't know how many adults uh, read at what specific grade level. I don't know that answer, but you probably know that. And so so these are things. Right. That since, you know, those things, these are things that you can help people understand on social media. Right. These are things that you can help people that you can create uh, content around to help people understand to where people like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. People will have self-realizations about certain things, right? So you might say something like, um, you, you know, you might uh, come out on, on uh, uh social media and say something that may resonate with me. And I might be like, dang, I didn't even know that about myself. I can't read, you know, what's what, for example, myself, it's hard for me to remember names. You might be able to say, Well, the reason why it's hard for you to remember names is because of X, Y, and Z. And then I might be like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that. Let me follow this woman. You see what I'm saying? So there is so much to be gained and learned when it comes to illiteracy um, and how that works with the mind and how people grow and things like that, that there is so much opportunity that you can have on social media, whether you know it's LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, TikTok, or Instagram, uh, or even YouTube. Um, there's so much to be had there. So the first thing I do suggest is just get started. Get started um, on creating a brand on social media and what you want people to think when they come to your page. Like, what do you want people to think when they come to your page? What's the feeling that you want them to get? As soon as they come to your page, what what are they going to leave with, right, that they could take with them forever, right? If I come to your page, what am I going to take that's going to leave with forever? What is going to help me get through the day? What's going to help? How am I going to be improved just by coming to your page, right? What's the thoughts that I'm going to have when I come to your page? Right. These are the things that you have to ask yourself when it comes to bidding this out. But anyway, um, hopefully right at the end of the day. And this is the the big thing. Whatever transformation that you want people to have right when they're uh, coming to your page or whatever they're learning from you on 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 your brand. The number one thing you want people to have is, how can I be better each time I come to this page? How can I learn? If you leave that imprint on somebody's mind, they will always remember you because you will be the source, right? Of their, you'll be the source of their thoughts, of their learning experience or or an experience that creates an emotion for them. You will be the source of that. Once you become that source, people always remember you, people always come back. So I will start there. You know, you said you want to be Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola always, if you notice, every single commercial, they they always show people enjoying drinking Coca-Cola. So they want to create a a mindset of enjoyment. Hey, if you drink Coca-Cola, you're going to enjoy this. This is the feeling that you're going to get. That's what they repeatedly do in every single commercial. So you want to do the same thing for yourself. So how do you create that feeling that Coca-Cola creates when people drink it? You want to create that for your brand.
3: So, um, just to dialogue a little bit, it's having these kids, especially the kids from low income, but any child that has problems, really see themselves as having the ability, they're all bright, they're all brilliant, but having the ability themselves to know they can do anything because now they have overcome their reading disability. And that that they can walk away from my program or me or the teachers i train which is my goal across the country training teachers in corporations so that the people that um are employed can have that as a benefit for their children um but but to actually uh get them to to feel that once they finish looking at my page, even for five seconds, that they feel that they can actually achieve. And yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that... And hey, guys, I just want to
1: jump in because, Travis, I know you're limited for time today. Um, I, I definitely want to get this question answered if you have the time, but I just want to also let you know this is... Very cool information. We have, we have, uh, I wish we had him for a couple hours. (laughs) I wish we had him over a longer period of time so we could explore more with him. But I am hosting a three-day event from October 12th through the 14th. It's called Uncap Your Income. Travis is one of the keynote speakers I'll be interviewing. So if you guys want your ticket, it's free, by the way. If you guys want to show up, you can DM me on Instagram, the word summit, not here on Clubhouse, on, on Instagram, the word summit. And we have over 25 speakers sharing their wisdom on things like how to deep dive into social media, sales. I've got a Tony Roberts, uh, Robbins sales VIP. We've got um, people talking about thriving and avoiding burnout. We've got people talking about branding. And we are taking this next level and not just talking about how to make money, but also what to do with your money. The theme is make more money and create a lasting impact. So if you're interested in the summit and Travis will be there, please DM me on Instagram, the word summit. Go ahead. um, Travis.
2: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, yeah, that's correct. You know, especially when it comes to empowering kids, um, really, um, connecting to that, you're going to have to find a space, um, to, to really kind of like bring them in. So for example, something that's super important is, uh, to really try to, come from their perspective, one of the things I've always found that entrepreneurs do wrong on social media is everybody thinks their content is amazing, right? But really the judge of your content being amazing is what does the audience think? Um, So you might think your content is amazing, but what does the audience think? What does the people that you're trying to um, give the information to, what do they think, right? Do they think it's quality? Is it something that, that makes them feel inspired? Is it something that makes them want to continue engaging your page like does it actually do that? If the answer to that question is no, then you got a lot to learn. so I, I would say um, in in the perspective that you're talking about, you know how do you foster something that is going to have them feel empowered, right? They have to feel empowered by your page. so even if, even if you have the best information on there, you have to figure out a way to make them feel empowered when they come to your page. Um, and that's going to take some, you know, uh, it's, it's always going to take some curating. So that's, that's going to be the key. Shoot me a a email or a DM. Um, and we can talk a little bit further, um, uh, about it on, on how to create content that really connects.
3: Thank you. I am very deep. And I apologize, Haley. I'm Oh, no need to
1: apologize at all. I just know that when we got on, Travis messaged me, he's like, I have a hard stop. at, And he gave me the time and I'm like, ah. This happened to us last time, too. He came up for 30 minutes, and everybody wanted to pick his brain. He's awesome, and that's why I invited him to my summit. Yeah,
3: just I'm so thankful. And I I will uh, touch base with you, Travis. It's it's amazing what you did with your life. And I just, you know, um, I want to do that for children and adults all over the country, all over the world, so they can all be independent and um, just... Join the uh, Breakfast of Champions.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate you.
1: Okay. We've got a couple more minutes with him. And then I'm also here until the top of the hour with you guys to answer more questions. Is anybody else? Can you blink your mics if you like, we literally only have a few minutes with him. So blink your mic if you raised your hand, if you're on the stage, if you wanted to pick his brain while he is still here.
2: I know Dr. Rowe had a question.
3: Okay.
1: I think Petri did too. Let's start with Dr. Rowe.
3: Hi, Travis. Um, thank you so much, Haley, for having him on. Your story truly touches me, um, especially your childhood story. How have you allowed that experience to shape your career as an adult, your experience in the foster homes or in your group homes?
2: Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so the, the number one way that it, it has helped me, honestly, believe it or not, is uh, creating a family right and so my wife is also an entrepreneur she didn't actually wasn't originally an entrepreneur she's a dating coach um and you know you know we we decided you know that we wanted to create a legacy where um not only do we show people where we come from that they can do it too like they can make it out too um but we wanted to make sure that we kind of like i always felt like my family was cursed, like just to like almost like everybody in my family just really has like a very poverty mindset. Um, you know, it's just the craziest stuff you could think of. Let's just put it like that. And same thing with my my wife. And so we was like, yo, we have to break this like generational curse. Right. And and turn this into generational blessings. So we both that that is actually the reason why we began our entrepreneurial journey. We just never felt we felt limited. I always felt like I couldn't breathe when I was one of these nine to fives. Um, and same thing with her, you know, she's CPA, right? She got a certified public accountant, um, and she never felt complete. I never felt complete. Um, and so I started my entrepreneurship journey first, then I was able to to retire her so she could do the same. Um, and yeah. And so that for me was the biggest thing in terms of really being able to, to uh, set journey for my entrepreneurship and my wife's entrepreneurship and how we can break that cycle of generational curses and turn them into generational blessings for other people.
1: Hey you guys, be really careful when you're clicking on people's uh, faces on the stage. Somebody in the stage just dropped me down to the audience. When you click on somebody's face, you have a couple of options. You can either view their profile or you can move them to the audience. Um, I'm actually hosting the room today, and I was just moved to the audience. I know it was an accident. But just be super careful when you're clicking on people's face. I've done it before. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, but it happens. Uh, all right. Uh, did we get that question answered, Travis? Or do you want to go further with that? Or do we have somebody else?
2: Yeah, what well, one of the, the other person that you was talking about? Um, yeah, we could we could definitely answer that question. But I, yeah, I got to actually got a plane to catch. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Okay, we've
1: got one more feature was that
2: you Hello. Hi. Yes. Hi, hey, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, Travis, I just want to ask you, it's like, um, it's like, how, who do you, like, if you can give me two person that you look up to uh, when you are searching or listening to the brand topic. Thank you so much. Uh, so just to be clear, who the people I listen to when it comes to uh, branding? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Uh, that's a really good question. So, um, <laughs> um so there's a couple of people I actually listen to. Um one person that um I've uh followed for a while now who I'm actually friends with um is somebody by the name of Nikki. She she actually used to be on Clubhouse um a lot. Um me and her kind of like started at the same time um uh, on Clubhouse, but she, she she's Eric Thomas's ET's uh uh social media. Person, but she's just an expert really on uh, branding itself. She's amazing. So um, Her name is Nikki. If you DM me, I'll shoot you her Instagram. You can follow her. Um, she's absolutely incredible. Um, love her um, And I maybe I'll ping her to, to I don't know be in this room one of these days um, But she's absolutely incredible. I'm pretty sure most of the people in this stage may know her um, So that's that's one person uh, another person that I uh, you know listen to and is actually is is my wife. My wife has uh, she has a degree um in this stuff. She actually um, um, has a degree um, spe- she has four degrees, and one of her degrees actually is in that specifically. and she's absolutely phenomenal, absolutely amazing. Um, and I didn't really know she had that skill set until she became an entrepreneur. Uh, back in 2017 and so my wife she's just she's just absolutely incredible um, Her name is Torisense. Um If you go to if you PTR I, and go to my um, uh, My bio uh, on here and, and scroll all the way to the bottom. You'll see her how to spell her name um, I spell it out and she's absolutely incredible. She's she's just an, an extraordinary entrepreneur Um you know, I, I know I, it sounds like I'm, I'm I'm bragging on it just because she's my wife, but I, I, I'm really not. She's extremely talented, and extremely intelligent, um, and you love her. Thank you so much, Travis. You are such a gentleman to bragging about your wife is a good thing. Thank you so much.
1: you. you guys, I know that Travis has got to go. I just wanted to mention one more time that he is going to be with me on between the 12th and the 14th of October for the Uncap Your Income Summit. So met him online, on the app, on Instagram. He's been amazing. I'm super excited to be surrounded by him. We've got 25 other entrepreneurs talking about how to uncap your income and make an impact in the world. So if you just DM me on Instagram, the word summit You don't have to message me here. Actually, I'm not going to check my clubhouse messages, but just DM me on Instagram, the word summit, and you'll have another closer connection with him. I know he's going to be showing up in another big way and um, giving you some more resources. And we've got 25 other people. I am a personal advocate that money without meaning is just paper. And I'm sure that there are many people on this stage here that will agree with me that money is just the exchange of energy. And if we don't have impact and we don't have uh, connection and we don't have... um, flexibility and freedom, then we don't really have the abundance. So we're going to be diving deep into that between the 12th and the 14th of October. There's no charge to come. So please get your ticket by DMing the words, me the word summit, Travis, go grab your plane. It was awesome to have you again. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to be connecting with with you a million more times before I see you on the summit. Thank you for being here. Have a safe flight.
2: Thank you so much. Really appreciate everybody on the stage, everybody in this room. Thank you, Haley, for having me. I want everybody to have a very, very blessed day. Thank you. You are welcome. All right, you guys.
1: So um, I'm here with you for another couple of minutes. I don't know who's next um, after me, but I am excited about Travis being here. I'm excited about branding. I'm excited about digital marketing. I I, I utilize all of these things in my business. Like I said, I went from corporate bankruptcy attorney to Pilates and yoga teacher back, gosh, I think like 20 years ago. And I realized that there was just, I just wasn't like, I wasn't living in my skin And I remember that specific moment. I was raised in New York City and then South Jersey. And I went to Boston to go to college and I came back to Philadelphia. And I remember just being in the most amazing position as a summer associate right after, right before I graduated and being in the most amazing building in Center City, Philadelphia and having a killer apartment for somebody who's in their twenties. And I'm up in that high rise that day. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this is not what I want to do. But I actually talked myself into staying committed for another five years. I ended up moving to Los Angeles and got incredible, took the bar there. I was certified in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey because they're literally like so close to each other, everybody does that when you live over there, you practice both states. So I had to spend six months studying again and, and and passing the California bar. And then I got this killer job at this boutique bankruptcy firm, really well known in Center City, Los Angeles. And again, like standing on the 47th floor, having the most amazing job, being paid 100 grand a year and in my 20s. It was like the dream world. And I just didn't wanna be there. And my gut was telling me I had to leave and it was hard because I was like investing, I had invested. Well, I told myself this story that I had invested all this time in a career that I didn't want to be at with help from my parents paying my tuition. They were super pleased when I told them I was stepping out of that career to become a Pilates teacher. But I followed my heart, and I'm really glad I did because I'm exactly where I want to be. And I and I taught Pilates for several years, probably a decade, and then and yoga, managed health clubs, and uh, had my own studio and had my own equipment. Still do here in my home. And about ten years ago, I got into uh, well, I I I encompassed the idea of of getting into health coaching. I had a lot of digestive disorders. Let's call them my whole life. I told that story in my stage yesterday about how I transitioned into health and life coaching and then slowly away from the Pilates and yoga, which I still love and practice. Um, but that was the time that the internet was starting to blow up. Coming on the scene, people were launching digital courses, people were becoming quote unquote influencers in the Facebook arena. This is before Instagram and TikTok, and obviously Clubhouse. And I jumped on realizing that being in the online space was the way to get that influence, to build those communities. And also as the decade has gone on, to really build connection, deep intimacy and connection with people to build your own community, because that's the way that marketing is going these days. So I've built a career over the last 10 years in social media and um, digital marketing. And I have I was one of the first people in the network marketing space to really take that business and online, I was called in the beginning, like the four minute miler, you know, and now everybody's doing it. So I'm here to answer questions. If you guys have them for me or just have you guys share on the stage, I've got a couple minutes left, but I love this business Fridays and I love all chat about it. And if you want to unmute yourself and use your own voice, I'm here for you. Just blink your mic.
2: Hey Haley, this is Scott and thank you so much for sharing. Um, and I'm up next, but I think what you and Travis shared and personal branding, I mean, personal branding is our name. And it's how we show up online it's how we show up on life um and I think it was a really powerful segment um and Thank you for you know sharing travis with us what a what a sharp individual he is, but this is Scott Simonson, great to hear your voice haley
1: yeah it was it's awesome for you to jump in and I appreciate you and I think that you know for some of us jumping into this space right now that he jumped into and wasn't afraid to jump into, and then I jumped into there's a lot of um Fear. And there is a lot of like, I don't know what to do going through our heads. And there is a lot of like, who am I to actually reach out? What do I have to say? And people get afraid to quote unquote sell. And I I talked about this a lot yesterday on what what I consider the definition of selling. I love selling. In fact, I, have, I had a meeting with my team yesterday. We're working with a specific strategic um, productivity coach. I have my entire team, my, my project manager, my EA, my um, doTERRA assistant, my social media manager, my community manager, like everybody on my team. There's about 10 of them. And we're, we've been meeting for the last couple months and we're going to continue to do so for, for a bit for, with a product. T- Productivity coach. We're really de- de- defining what our team SOPs are and what our playbook looks like. Company playbook looks like and how to get massively productive and aligned in in everything that we're doing. Our tasks, our communications. It's, it's been an amazing journey and uh, really getting closer to my team. And everybody yesterday had to talk about like we were redefining everybody's roles in the business. So literally I had to, you know, have everybody rewrite what they thought their role was and, and, and what it could be and what it should be and, and approve it. And yesterday we were looking at that and everybody was uh, typing in the chat what they love to do and what they hate to do and what they don't want to do. And there were several people on the team that don't like marketing and they're not in marketing roles. So that's fine. Right. And they don't like selling. They don't want to be on the phone with customers. And that's totally fine because they're not. And what I wrote is that I love selling. Because to me, selling is just showing up who I am and sharing my experiences in a very authentic way. And I, when I can connect with people super intimately and I've built trust with them, then selling is really just me doing the previous stretch, which is marketing. And marketing is what I just consider art and creative. So I am a huge advocate of um knowing who you are that's what travis talked about understanding who you are as a brand really defining who your ideal customer avatar is who you want to reach everything about them to literally what makes them cry tears of joy or tears of fear right or tears of whatever and then understanding where they are right now at this exact moment and where they wanna be a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now, you need to know it better than them because oftentimes they don't even know where they are and they don't know how to ask for help. So what your job is in marketing and creating your brand is to know exactly every detail about your person And show her how to walk along the path to success. And if your marketing is stellar, if your brand is clean, then selling is so friggin' easy. Because you're coming from a place of integrity. You're coming from a place of heart. And as I referred to yesterday, the term soul-centered. You're a soul-centered entrepreneur. So I don't know if that helps everybody get a fresh, fresh perspective, but I don't think that you need to be, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't graduate college with a, sales, a degree in sales. I didn't graduate college with a degree in marketing. I didn't go to any extended education for either one. I just learned how to be a human being. And that took a bit. <laughs> but I just learned how to be a human being. And that is how you get to learn how to sell and how to, how to market and how to sell well. So one last, um, one last open mic here before I pass the mic to Scott. Does anybody have anything that they want to jump into before I jump
4: off? Alexander, hey, i you, my Hey, Haley, I'm awesome. I just want to reiterate what I think we said yesterday. Like, wow, just powerful. And you've always been powerful, but there's just an, another level And hearing, you know, what I love about your story is that all of us could hear, okay, maybe I didn't run away and become a yoga teacher. Not that you ran away. You actually ran to your calling, which ultimately led you to the global success that you are now. Um, But we can all see ourselves in that moment on that precipice. Do I stay in what I have been trained to do kind of on this path, or is there a new path for me? And the cool thing is that both answers are right. Sometimes it is to stay on that traditional path, educated career, family, white picket fence, etc. And God bless you go for that. Like, we need people to be entrepreneurs as well as entrepreneurs. That's how the society goes. But I just love how, how you tell it in a way. and yet also learn lessons. So you're powerful friend. I appreciate you. And I loved everything that you just said. And I am so grateful that you found your path that's in turn allowed you to teach so many of us to find ours. Uh, much love.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Well, hopefully I'll see you today in my 69 party. You guys hit my head on the app right now. We've got 69,000 followers. And we're doing a room today about what lights up your life after <laughs> open. So check it out. Alexander, thank you for for coming to the stage. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate all of you. I'll be here every Friday at 8am Mountain Time, 7am Pacific, 10am Eastern.